to the Intentional Living Podcast, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and challenge to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's Practical Insights. Hello, it is Brenda. We've got a good one for you today. I think everyone has to spend time thinking about intentions. We all have them. Sometimes we keep them and sometimes we don't. Well, I've come to realize that success in keeping intentions somewhat depends on how you define the word intention. So I decided to go to a dictionary, pulled it out, looked it up into the I section. Intentions. The peak in that dictionary gave me the flavor of the word. It means things like purpose or attitude toward what you are setting out to do. It also gave the flavor of a mental determination on some direction. And it also led you to believe that it had the end of the thing in mind. So generically, those meanings help to define intentions. But I decided to do a little more research, and I looked up the word, just the simple word, intend. The added meaning that I found was very interesting. Here are some of those things that I found under intend. To have a purpose or a design. To design or to mean a particular purpose. To have in mind something to be done or brought about. And the final one that impressed me was to plan. As I pondered these definitions and considered the modern, common use of the word, I started to draw some conclusions. Perhaps the word intentions has morphed over the years from a strong goal and plan into a different, more current use. Nowadays, intentions seems to have a much less critical commitment connected to it. A person intends to do something, but there is always the option to not intend it. I think this new definition affects people significantly. Going into the next portion of our discussion on intentions, we're going to talk about the right hand. You might wonder, what does that have to do with intentions? It actually has quite a bit to do with it. I'm going to toss an idea out to you. I think it's fairly credible. It is the idea that Scripture talks about. It mentions the right hand a lot, and when it does, it's referring to your power center. I want to share with you a quote from my book, Celebrate Advent. It says, the right hand is a symbol of ability, strength, and power, providing services of protection and resources. So, whether you are right-handed or left-handed, it is time to look at the idea of life patterns and habits and your right hand. Simply put, your right hand is the exercise of your will, and that's yours to manage. God talks about His right hand, too, and it's also the exercise of His will and it is His to manage. 
Let me just run through a few scriptures here that talk about the right hand. There are actually quite a few if you do a word search. The idea is the same as the previous discussion we just had. It's the symbol, the center, the wielding place of power. Psalm 16, verse 8. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With Him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Or hear this one. Psalm 18, verse 35. You make your saving help my shield, and your right hand sustains me. You help me, and you make me great. Here's another psalm from 63, verse 8. I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. Then let's flip over to Isaiah 41, verse 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. A couple verses beyond that is Isaiah 41, verse 13, For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. Now let's take the scriptures and the discussion that we've just had about the right hand and put that together with the idea of intentions. Did you notice that in the above scriptures that God uses power, His power, and when He does, He refers to it as His right hand? Did you notice the incredible love that is expressed for you in the application of that resource? You may have also noticed some verses that referred to your right hand. Yet, did you draw the conclusion that God intends to take your right hand with His right hand and give you what you lack. He intends to help you to do what you otherwise are incapable of doing. However, you must have buy-in to make this your reality. God promises. No issue there. He is faithful and always keeps His promises. Where might the issue be then? Do you trust God and His love enough to put your power center directly into His power center? Your right hand into His right hand? Are you willing to give Him control of your life? Intentions affect so many things. They, they affect your life patterns and your habits. You know those life patterns that you and I both have? They're formed by thoughts, attitudes, words, and actions that we choose each day. Your power center, or your will, carries these out. So, really, it's the right hand. That's the place where your life patterns take root. Here in that place... Habits are created or broken, and you have the controls. Entrenched life patterns and habits 
may explain why you might be having some failures in progress toward goals that you have selected. These patterns can be in the very fabric of your life. You need to understand them better to change them. Before we explore how to change, however, I want to say something that I think is pretty pivotal. Your right hand will never be what it was created to be until you surrender completely to God. That means die to self. Become a living sacrifice. Bring yourself and line up directly under God's principles. Everything in your life should sync with Scripture, like you sync your computer or your device. As you place your right hand into God's right hand, you are infused with God's power. That's the power that you were meant to live with. If you sincerely do this with resolve, that means with sincere intention, you will begin to change your life patterns and habits. Let's take a look at some steps to turn intentions into reality. So now we're going to head into the application. You turn your intentions into reality. Yes, um, you can change your life patterns and your habits. However, you need to take up the older definition of intentions, not the modern one. And you need to put your right hand into God's right hand. It helps to select a scripture promise to give you inspiration and strength. So do that. Search the word, whatever it is that God places on your heart as you deal with intentions and your life patterns and habits turning that into a reality so God can work, grab some scriptures and use them heavily every day. Then you're ready to follow some steps. First of all, be truly honest and identify areas that need change. Sometimes that's hard. You got to stare them down. And you need to write them down. Second, take responsibility for patterns that are not keepers. Ask yourself, why are they there? What did I build them from perhaps years ago? Was it fear, pride, insecurity, boredom? Maybe it was bad company or deception, irritation. Maybe there were some losses going on, frustration, could have been laziness, or even impatience. Whatever the reason is, take responsibility for those things now. And then the third step is to develop a plan of intentions using the older definition to break unhealthy patterns. They won't just go away. You need specific goals and objectives. You know, that that takes some thought, and it takes prayer. Reflect on the roots that you may have identified in that second step of taking responsibility. Uh, Let me share an example with you. Maybe you identify that loneliness was a root. Maybe it was years ago, maybe not. But that might have been a root issue that has propelled you into a certain kind of life pattern. 
Well, you won't have any success in breaking the life pattern if you don't first address the root issue of loneliness. That's an example. So, first step is be truly honest and identify the areas that need to change. Second, take responsibility for them and explore it a little bit. Try to figure out how that came to be. And then third, develop a plan of intentions, the right kind of definition of intentions to break those unhealthy patterns. Well, we're almost done, but we do need two more steps to add on to how to make intentions become reality. So, two more. One is to ask God for wisdom. Let's look at James 1, verses 5 through 8. I'm not going to read it here right now, but I urge you to look it up. That passage has been pivotal for me and for many people. But go to James 1, 5 through 8. It talks about that if you lack wisdom, you can ask God, who is all wisdom, and that He will generously share with you if you believe Him and trust Him. That's a great passage. You may need healing before you can move forward. So schedule time alone with God to process. Perhaps you simply need a good kick in the pants. Some people do. You must succeed at this level or you will never break free. So ask God for wisdom. Then the last thing is pray over whatever plan you develop. Doesn't have to be a complicated plan, can be, you know, just a few simple steps. If they're good steps, though, and you can follow them, you're going to see some progress. Pray over that plan. Ask God to help you succeed. Search the scriptures again for a promise to apply for your work, and then watch God keep his promise. Um, that is, if you do your part. Your part is to carry out with resolve what you and God identify together and develop. He will help you because God loves you. Want to just mention something about failure. If you fail, don't waste time or energy on shame or feeling sorry for yourself. Immediately tell God, He already knows, but this is for you. Confess any sin. Recommit to your your process and your plan. Ask Him to continue to help you. Tell Him, I believe you. You can do anything. And then, get going again. A final scripture that I'd like to leave with you is from Isaiah 41, verse 10. We already went through this verse earlier. It's just really great. So I'm going to use it again as a tie-in with the right hand and your intentions to take management over your life patterns and your habits. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear. I will help you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
Again, Isaiah 41, verses 10 and 13. And just a real quick closing thought. You are what you do, not what you intend to do. May God bless you as you work at taking responsibility, resolve, intending, the way God defines the word intention, and build your life patterns and your habits in a way that honors God, is congruent with Scripture, healing to your own heart, and influential in a world that is really looking for some direction and some help. God bless you. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with the Intentional Living Podcast. Visit the Intentional Living website at www.intentionallivingministry.org, your web-based home for resources and articles to help you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on the Intentional Living email list and get a free ebook on how to get into God's Word with a super busy life. Brenda's prayer is that you will grow in grace and strength to live your daily life in God's power.